So speaking of that, so for me, I, I think I could have mixed feelings about our trip because it is a, a trip to help my father-in-law. He's dealing with some major health issues. And I think it would have been even more trying because he was in the hospital up until like a few days ago. But by the grace of God, he's out of the hospital. So, And then just simply getting into my caring and not just like, oh, I want to go and relax. I think that always helps to think more about him, obviously, and be empathic and sympathetic and put myself in his shoes. And really when some of us, especially for an Enneagram 3, I like to talk a lot about the high achievers and the 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 kind of the everything that we touch turns to gold types, the Enneagram 3 type, the achiever, the performer, the person that likes to be admired, likes to be successful, and likes to give off the appearance of success. So for those of us that are that way, what we have to do is get into our heart, not into our feelings. Sometimes our feelings can deceive us, although feelings are not bad always, but get to your heart, get, get in touch with your heart. So for example, Whenever I get to, whenever I begin to think about, oh, this is going to be inconvenient or not as fun or blah, 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 about being in Oregon, I, I get in touch with my heart. This is the man who gave life to my wife. This is the man who, when I went through a really challenging time with my own loss of my father, he took me to buy a basketball. I mean, why did this man do that? Why did he buy me a basketball? Because he wanted to give me something that would distract me, would be fun, would be just out of the ordinary. And to this day, I remember that. This is a man who has walked me through a million church questions. He's been a, he's a doctor of ministry, blah, blah, blah. He's just an amazing man and mentor. So whenever we as achievers get grumpy or upset or get selfish or angry, get in touch with your heart and specifically with something I don't mean like just simply think happy feelings. Again, we're not talking about feelings, but get in touch with worship, with people, with why you love your wife, why you love your your job, why you love your parents, and find go, keep digging until you find that reason why you can be thankful. But I wanted to talk about, speaking of thankfulness, about how everything seems to break at the wrong time and how to fix and mend broken things. Because, as I was saying, this is Christmas, obviously, we can tend to focus, at least it happens to me, again, as an achiever, as a doer, as someone who likes to do things right and have everything be amazing, and yet life isn't amazing. When things break, I always struggle with that, and so I went through that the last few days, and I want to show you kind of what I did in case you are in a place where, where your Christmas isn't perfect. And, 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 and you don't want to be that person. You don't want to be that way. You want to work through those feelings, speaking of feelings. But how do we do that so that you can have a more enjoyable time and get through these next few holidays here, Christmas, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, which can be times of a lot of fake things and must-dos and I don't really want to do this. And maybe there are some things that you really want to do, but you can't get to them. For example, I have a thing today that I really want to do, but I just can't get to it. And I'm bummed. But you have to kind of deal with some of these things. So so just earlier today, I was I almost <laughs> dropped my coffee mug. And I it almost slipped. I was carrying too many things. 
and it didn't break, but it made me think about how it seems like at Christmas, especially even today, tomorrow, things break. What else was I noticing that broke? Oh yeah, I began to, this is something again that happens to us achievers, is we begin to notice all the things that are broken. So Rochelle was opening a cupboard and I noticed how there's a, a like a handle that's not even broken but loose and I thought, man, more work for me, right? I fixed that thing like a thousand times. I wasn't blaming her or anything. I was just focusing on the wrong things. Then there was there's an area above uh, on on the on the wall that needs some paint. It's been there for months, and but I, there I was focusing on what's broken. I thought, can't believe that's so gross. What are people going to think? For the three, other people's opinion and admiration, and appearing successful—not just being, but giving the appearance of success and greatness—is very important. So. Here we go, right? Focusing on all these things that somehow are making me look bad. And then feeling upset or overwhelmed. or And then, of course, what happens? The trigger of money. If I only had more money, then I could just find someone to fix that that paint. If I only had more money, I could just buy a whole new kitchen. If I only, And so you begin to live in scarcity, right? That's just being triggered. And, and at this time of the year, I wonder what is triggering you. What specific relationship situations? Is there a person that you don't want to see? Is there a is is it money? Usually, right? This is a time where we all tend to feel some kind of way about money. Maybe your debt is just going through the roof. Maybe, <coughs> excuse me, I'm still getting over a cough. Maybe you can't buy the uh, the best gifts that you wanted to, or maybe you're focusing on how clothes doesn't fit as it used to, or you're just focusing on all that is broken. What's important in these times is to, as I said, especially if you are in the heart triad, if you are a two, a three, or a four, is to, as I said, to connect with your heart. Because when you and I are focusing on what's broken, what we're doing is we're in our heads. We're in our in our feelings, but in our negative emotions. We're not in our positive emotions of love, joy, and peace. We're in our negative emotions of scarcity, anger, frustration, shame, resentment, fear, all those negative things. And so how do we get out of that, out of that place? Well, as I said, you get in touch with your heart and then you move and you do something. So what I did is when we were having breakfast this morning, my beautiful wife mentioned how she misses Christmas carols. In the churches that we've been a part of, and I was doing worship, I would lead, no cap as a kid say, two, three thousand people uh, Christmas shows. I literally directed and produced shows that had dancers. We had, we never had like flying angels or real animals, but we had uh, dancers. We had uh, angels that were not flying, but were dancing through the room. I led an orchestra. Anyway, it was a magnificent, magnificent experience that I did for about 10 years, leading orchestras and choirs and bands and high-level productions that were seen by 10,000 people, two, three, five thousand 5,000 people. And we had maybe like four shows for Christmas and for Easter Good Friday. So, so when Rochelle said, man, I miss Christmas, I know what she's talking about. She misses those experiences that we had for so many years. And so... Now, even though I was all worked up over everything that's broken and how I don't have this and all that stuff, 
I then I just simply went on YouTube and and looked up Hillsong's Christmas and Bethel's Christmas and Maverick City Maverick City Christmas. You know these beautiful, gorgeous songs and productions that are out there that are either from this year or the last few years. And I think I actually listened to Silent Night, but I th I think it was by Maverick. And so I just happened to maybe you've heard it. And man, my tears just began to just roll as I was in touch with my heart, not with what's broken, not with my body not being perfect or not with the money I wish I had or not with the paint on my wall or not with the cupboards. Instead, as I was listening to Holy Night, I mean, excuse me, Silent Night, and it talks about Jesus, of course. And, and then we listen to O Holy Night and about how Jesus came to, to, to love, that we would love one another. I was just so in love with the gospel. I thought, this, is there any, 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 any greater message? And I, and I was so lucky and thankful. I felt, I felt so blessed that, I, that God chose me to be his child that I'm not of another religion or an atheist or lost in materialism or stress about money without knowing Jesus. That I know the, the gospel, I know the creator of the universe, that I know the, the Messiah, that the Messiah has come into my heart and there is a night when he was born that I am so thankful for, me and millions and billions of people. And then it made me think of how we were in Italy just a few weeks ago and how we saw St. Peter's grave, literally Peter the Apostle, the one who walked on water, the one who denied Jesus, the one who preached and 3,000 and 5,000 people got saved. That St. Peter who said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God, there he was. We were in the Vatican, this place filled with so much beauty and with the Sistine Chapel where Michelangelo drew the, the creation scene of God touching man. And then even as, I think it was another song, maybe it was Phil Wickham's or maybe it was Oh Holy Night. So amazing as I was watching these videos and just tears flowing down my face. Guess what was on the background? Images of the, of the Sistine Chapel. Of the images that we saw just a few weeks ago in Italy. And man, I just thought, how blessed, man. My life is a blessing. Why am I focused on these things? Not only am I worshiping the living God, the living Christ that is in my heart, not only do I have meaning, not only do I get to be a minister of the good news as a pastor, as a ministry leader, as a worship leader, as a, as a teacher of the Bible, all these things, but I was literally there in Italy, in Rome, in Naples, in Florence, in the Sistine Chapel, in these amazing museums, in the Colosseum in Rome, where these images literally are still to this day where, where Michelangelo and, and Dante and all these amazing painters and, and sculptures and artists painted these scenes about God and Jesus and heaven and judgment and all the rest. These same images that are being shown in this, you get it, right? I was just so overwhelmed and so thankful. And then guess what happened? My neighbor, who I've talked about talked to about Jesus for 20 years, as, as long as I've known him and, and we've lived here, he was running around in his front yard doing all his normal stuff, work and stress, and he's dealt with a lot of anger and anxiety and a lot of anger in his life. I love my dear neighbor, and I pray for him all the time, and we always bring him cookies, and I always share the gospel with him. I pray for him. We've had so many interactions over the years with his different girlfriends and trauma and drama and all the rest. 
But as I saw him running around, I thought, now that's a true broken life. Here I am focused on, on what's broken in my life, meaning paint and cupboards, when in reality, I'm here to love that broken man. I have meaning, my, and, and the meaning that I have is to love broken people like my neighbor, like my friends, like people in my church, like people like my father-in-law who's broken in his, in his body. We are here not to focus on our brokenness. I'm not saying that paint or money or maybe your car's broken down, maybe you don't have money, maybe you're out of a job. I'm not saying that your own brokenness isn't important. In fact, that's the point. That's why the gospel has come, to fix and heal and bring hope to the hopeless. And, and that may be you, and that's why I'm here ministering and sharing these things with you. It might be you who needs to hear these words of comfort. But there are, there are things, my guess is there are things that aren't right in your life that we need to just ignore and not focus on. And to get in touch with the, with the heart of Christmas, with the true meaning of Christmas, with the gospel. And whether it's watching Charlie Brown's Christmas where they sing O Holy Night, whether it's, or they sing o Silent Night, I believe. Whether it's watching a, a video, whether it's going to a Christmas play, maybe at a church in the area whether it's you reading Luke 1, which I'm going to do here in a second with you, whether it's you just praying, whether it's you going to a party with your Christian family and friends. I don't mean that you have to have a Christian family, but you go to a place where there is worship taking place. Do whatever it takes to get in touch today, before it's too late, before you go crazy with all these other stresses, to get in touch personally, you and Jesus, you and your Savior, with a true meaning and then be ready to heal your neighbors and your friends and people that are truly broken including yourself including the family your family including your friends one of those nights was last night i was at my beautiful church shout out to my my beautiful church vodtsa downtown santa ana with my pastor chris and my beautiful uh, family there all of the beautiful leadership team and my friends and i wasn't expecting to lead worship or to, or to help but uh, I got on the keyboard and sang some songs and my dear friend Destiny sang along and and it was just like normal but then Pastor Chris came and wow I mean he must have had a lot of eggnog or a lot of hot chocolate and I mean he's just a gifted preacher already but last night wow it was a small group and you could have thought oh well just kind of do the basics the Spirit of God, and then during the altar call, it's like the whole church came forward, and we literally worshiped Jesus. And it was like God was there, Emmanuel, God with us. And you think that when we focus on that, the broken things in your life really matter? I'm not saying they don't matter. So I, let me just restate that. They do matter. But the perspective that you gain, here's the reality. In a week or two or in three months, I'm going to have so much money from all that God is doing in my life that I'm going to hire that person to paint my whole house. Because of the grace of God, I'm going to be so running or so filled with joy and, and with finances and with wealth that I'm going to buy a whole new kitchen. And even if that doesn't happen, I can go and paint it myself and fix that cupboard myself and, and whatever else, right? I can go and work out. These are things that are fixable. These are things that I have to take action 
on. So speaking of action, the second thing that I recommend first is to get in touch with your heart, with what really matters to you, and then do something. So the other day I um, I changed my one of our beautiful daughter's uh, car battery because it was just dead. You know, she was in Italy, so her car, even though I turned it on and, and plugged it into all this stuff, it was just not quite right. So anyway, I went and got a new battery. And then the old core, which you get 20 bucks refund for it, which has been sitting there the last few days. And we're leaving tomorrow. And I thought, well, I really can't just leave it out there. So I just got in the car and went and got my 20 bucks. And I, and the thing is so heavy and I got dusty and blah, blah, blah. But I went and just took care of just basic things, just a simple thing. So I got the suitcases down. I put some trash away so that there's no trash around. Just doing the basics, doing something about Oh, focusing all the, all that's broken. Doing something that's not even related to the, the things that are broken, but just doing something that makes, again, us threes, right? Or three, seven, and eights who are the achievers, the doers, the challengers, the the, uh, the sevens are called the, um, uh, the adventure seekers or the adventurers. Those of, those of us that are the aggressive types, the three, seven, and eights that are always activating ourselves and other people, we have to do something. We have to feel. We have to be logical. We can just stay in our center of intelligence. For the sevens, you can just be thinking all day long. You can just be entertaining yourself every five minutes and doing something new and something new and something exciting and onto the next thing. You're not even done with this thing. You're already thinking of the next exciting thing. You have to move away from the things that can, can trap us and move towards joy, towards peace, towards towards meditation, towards tranquility, towards allowing negative emotions, yes, pain, loneliness, sadness, so that you can know the pain and then bring Jesus into that pain. See, one of the big things that I teach in my course and in the one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching that I do is actually to feel your loss, to actually become aware once again of your loss you're like why because otherwise you're just bypassing you're just jumping to god jesus joy really you're not even you're not really jumping to joy or god you're jumping to to just to to habits and to addictions and to coping mechanisms for the three our coping mechanism is we lie we deceive we show a certain facade, but really we're broken inside, or maybe we overdo. We just do way too much. For the sevens, they can, as I said, they can just be looking for the next adventure. And they think that everyone can't tell because it looks so fun. And it looks like you're just having a great time. You're always smiling, but really you're bypassing the fact that maybe your father or your mom or your kids or your marriage or your body, there's something not right. For the eights, they're the best at coping or at capping, I guess, maybe. They, instead of them touching that negative emotion, whether it's that they feel insecure, that they feel exposed, or they not exposed, but they feel maybe um, vulnerable. Maybe they, don't, they feel like they don't know something or they feel not a part of something or that they feel rejected even. What they do to cope is, or to cap, is they... They challenge the system. They want to control their environment, everyone around them. Instead, what I teach and what's healthy is to 
become aware of your negative emotion. Yes, that pain, that loneliness, that brokenness, that divorce, that bankruptcy, that failure at work, that, that the fact that you're overweight, the fact that you, all these things that are there that you're ignoring to go there, but not just to go and, and be depressed, but to bring Jesus into that pain. And not just take, not just use these coping mechanisms to, as I said, to by, bypass, including church. You can bypass the pain by just going to church and being involved in church things, by serving, by loving, by giving money, by helping people, by being all these things, by being good, by being right, reading your Bible. All of that can be a coping mechanism that is, excuse me, that isn't really touching, or if it is touching that pain. It's not going deep. You know, it's like a wound, right? You have layers. And you can sort of like touch the top of the wound and and put a band-aid on it, or you can actually get in there and and take out the the glass, or if there's some dirt down underneath and actually have a nurse, someone who knows, or you yourself, if you can handle it and get it in there even when it hurts and actually get it's like when you get a, a splinter. You can put a band-aid over that splinter, but what's going to happen? It's going to kill you for the next year, right? Forever. You have to get in there and do the hard work of getting in touch with that splinter, taking it out, and letting God, Jesus, in this case, your mom, yourself, your friend, your, your mom, get that thing out of there and put a band-aid, put some ointment on it, and make the pain go away. That's the true work of discipleship and of healing, and that's the work that I do with many other clients and people that I help. And that's really what I'm doing. I do it every day. Whenever I focus on the wrong things, it puts me in this little spin cycle. And we know what that looks like, right? For me, it makes me want to just not do anything. It makes me want to feel like I'm not enough, like I'm not doing enough. All these crazy negative emotions. They're not even negative emotions. They're really just feelings. They're just really hangups. They're just... There, it's just being triggered. It's just really being, like people say, in your feelings and not being in your truth, not taking steps to actually move away from the car and move towards your joy, move towards your peace, move towards helping others, move towards realizing the beauty of the gospel just through a simple carol. So speaking of that, I did want to read to you and to us here, Luke 1, so that we can wrap up with the gospel and as I said, get in touch with the true meaning of Christmas. And um, maybe you haven't been to church yet. Maybe you've, it's been a while since you've read or seen or had anyone preach or tell you about uh, Jesus. Or maybe you have, but you've kind of not been really tuning in. I want to just read to you here Luke 2. So let me see if I can put it on the screen so that maybe we can all check this out. Let's see here if we can make this work and make it appear on the screen magically so i think there it is okay so let's see here yeah so in those days this is so beautiful a decree went out from caesar augustus i wish i could teach you all that i know about this passage but we'll just read it that all the world should be registered this was the first registration when quirinius was governor of syria and Joseph, verse 4, also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David. That's Bethlehem, by the way, which is called Bethlehem. There it is, which, is, which Bethlehem means the city of bread. 
Isn't that amazing that Jesus said that he is the bread of life? Because he was of the house and lineage of David. So much beauty. We just saw David, as I said, when we were in Florence. Michelangelo sculpted this 15 foot plus 10 feet off the ground statue of David. Oh my goodness. What a, what a scene to see this young man who's about to encounter Goliath. And yet he had not just those little stones and not that bag and that, that satchel, but he had a powerful God in his hands and in his heart. And that's how he defeated the, the giant. So he was the lineage of that same guy, David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child, his betrothed. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy. You know that the word gospel means good news. So that's where we get the word gospel in Greek, good news. And this is where it comes from. Fear not, for behold, I bring you the gospel. Let's see. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem. That's where we get that that carol, Come to Bethlehem and see. That's where it comes from. Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart, and the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told. And at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus. How beautiful to know this story of our Lord Jesus Christ. How beautiful, let me go back here to the original scene here. How beautiful to know this story, isn't it? How beautiful that for us, this is not about gifts and spending and stress and traffic. I just went out for a few days or a few a few minutes ago to as I said to AutoZone and I was driving by the shopping areas and there was this one just stater brothers and man there were like fifty cars trying to just get into the parking lot and I thought, wow, all of that matters. Making amazing food and traditions and traveling. I'm sure the airport will be crazy tomorrow. But all of this matters because my grand, my, my father-in-law needs hope. My neighbor needs Jesus because the people at my church need to worship because my wife needs to remember the true meaning of Christmas. She lost her mom this year, and now her father is not well. I lost my grandmother on Christmas Eve about 20 years ago. I lost my father on New Year's Day, actually on New Year's Eve about 22 years ago. Many people, some people have their birthday on Christmas Eve or on Christmas Day, and it's kind of like, oh, a bummer, you know, every year it's not all about you like it should be, right? So, or maybe, like I said, it's money, or you're going to be with family, you don't even want to be there. You're going to go and you're going to post the pictures on Instagram, but your heart is alone, your heart is empty. Perhaps it's the opposite. You're just flying high, this is the best year of your life, this 
matters all. All of it matters to Jesus. He is here to bring healing to the broken parts of your life. Even if it is paint on a wall or a cupboard that's broken or a cup of coffee that almost fell, even if it's those little things, God is here to bring you hope and to bring peace. And then guess what? Next year, you'll be able to do amazing things and make that money and and and, and take care of your health and, and lose that weight and go on trips and, and be a millionaire and expand your business and marry the man of your dreams. And God will bring that perfect man into your life and you will find the woman of your dreams. You will buy that first house. You will have the first child in Jesus' name because that's who he is. And that's what he's done in my life. That's what he's going to do in your life. I believe it and declare it. And by the way, if you would like to sign up for my coaching, I'm actually doing a free training, a little commercial here. And you can just go to the link on the bottom of this of this video, davidtrick.com slash coaching. It's a free training on January 2nd, where I'm going to talk about seven steps to make 2023 the happiest year of your life in Jesus' name. Seven steps, seven keys for you to make 2023 the happiest year of your life. And I'm going to do a free training all through these uh, these platforms here online. And I'm going to give you just the seven tips. All you have to do is go and register. Go to davidtrainer.com slash coaching. It's free. It's going to be about 40 minutes. We're going to hopefully have a good group of 10, 20 of us. And we're going to go over these seven keys. You're going to have a PDF of these with hand with a handle. You can fill in the blanks so that you can keep this tool for the rest of the year. You just go to the link in the bottom of this of this training, davidtrader.com slash coaching, sign up, register, and then I'll send you a link January 2nd. And there are different times that I'm going to do it at throughout that day. It's a Monday. So if you're working or maybe you're home at night or maybe you're, you can do it on the way to work. It's going to be pre-recorded, and you can then do that training on your own. And it'll be available for the next four or five days after the fact so that you can register for free. So sign up for that. And if you would like my more... Uh, one-on-one coaching paid services. I have two services, one for young adults that is that is less because we know that a lot of young adults don't have the means. And those are for those going through a quarter-life crisis. And so you can check out my stories on Instagram for all the details on that. And that is actually $25 twice a week for uh, 12 months. And so it's a very inexpensive program. You can do six months, you can do 12 months, you can pay as you go. It's only $25 a session twice a week for six months, 12 months. And then for those that are going through our, through a midlife crisis, people that may be 35 to 50 or maybe 40 to 55, people that are going through that kind of midlife unhappiness curve, as maybe if you've seen it in my stories, for you, it's $75 twice a week for 12 months. $75, two sessions a week for 12 months. And you can sign up for all of that at the link below and you can get going on becoming the happiest version of yourself it's what i'm doing i am living i'm not living a, the dream like they say i am living in my dream but i am working hard to continue to build this amazing empire for jesus and this amazing life that god's given us and continue to build it so i work hard to do that and i am living a spiritual dream my life truly has been transformed in the last five years, I went through my own coaching. I went through coaching myself, and I paid about $20,000 to go through my coaching. Now I'm offering it for, for a fraction of the price to help young people at half off and then regular people at the normal prices. And if you sign up, by the way, before the 31st of December, you're going to get a uh, Amazon gift card. 
or a, or a guest card, either one that you would like so that you can sign up before it's too late, before December 31st, sign up so you can get this free gift and we can get started next next year. But for the free training, it is January 2nd. You can go to the link, sign up for the free training, seven steps to the happiest year of your life in 2023. Thank you again for being here. I love you guys. Merry Christmas. I am so thankful for you. I love each of you. You're all my beautiful friends. I love you. Un besito. Thank you for being here. And I will see you next time. Adios. Tom.